Blog Talk Radio. We are continuing our series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. This is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. And it's good to review our definition in each session to remind us and keep us on course. A parable, according to Reverend Ike, is a two-story story. One story being obvious and exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C. The other story being esoteric, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, or within the story, or within the outer story. And so now we consider the parable of the sower, S-O-W-E-R, the parable of the sower. In the Holy Bible, it is found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 3rd through the 9th verses, and the 18th through the 23rd verses. I shall read the text for you. The text, the words, are from the lips of Jesus. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he had sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. And I pause here in the reading of the text to reemphasize to you the definition of a parable. You remember I said that a parable is a two-story story. Now, the first story which we have read in the first part of the text is exoteric, uh, outer. It is an agricultural story, if you please, that the average farmer or the person familiar with agriculture would understand. But now we are going to read the parallel story or the inner story, the esoteric story. And notice how Jesus, the master teacher, ended the first part of this parable or the first story of the story by saying, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Meaning if you've only heard this first story, you've really not heard the story. So now you must have inner ears to hear this inner story. 
You must now listen to the story within the story. Hear you, therefore, the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and right away with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation a persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into good ground is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The parable of the sower which we are considering belongs to that group of parables of Jesus known as the kingdom of heaven parables, because the term kingdom and kingdom of heaven is used in them. In these parables, Jesus continually says, The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like unto. Indicating a two-story story. Now, what is the kingdom of heaven? For the purpose of these parables, I define the kingdom of heaven as the mind of God in man. And the kingdom of heaven parables reveal how the mind of man works, how God functions in and through the mind of man. I want to be repetitious in this because I want you to be aware of what we should look for in our study of these kingdom of heaven parables and in the parable of the sower which we are considering presently. The kingdom of heaven is the mind of God in man. The kingdom of heaven parables reveal how the mind of man works, how God functions in and through the mind of man, meaning your mind. Now let's go into some interpretation of the parable of the sower. The parable opens by saying, A sower went forth to sow. Jesus says, Behold, look, a sower went forth to sow. I want you to notice also that it is necessary for you to use the eyes and the ears of the mind in order to understand Jesus. Write that down. It is necessary to use the eyes and the ears of the mind in order to understand Jesus. It is necessary to use the inner eyes and the inner ears of the mind in order to understand spiritual truth. 
This is why I want to repeat again and again that it is rather unfortunate for people to call themselves fundamentalist and insist upon a literal interpretation of the scriptures. For example, when Jesus begins this parable by saying, Behold, look, it is not the outer eye that is addressed, but rather the inner eye, the esoteric eye, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C. And when Jesus tells us to hear the parable of the saw, he is not really addressing the outer ear as such, but rather the inner ear, the ear of the mind. In this parable, the sower is God, our wisdom. A correlative passage I will read to you now from Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the 20th through the 23rd verses. Wisdom crieth without... She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the opening of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simple? What's up, y'all? This is Doug E. Fresh, and you listen to Hindsight Radio. And when I'm doing commerce, I'm always tuned in to Hindsight Radio, the information station that's taken over the nation. Always Hindsight. I. Peace to the gods. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hindsight Radio or Truth Tuesday show on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. 
first, before I get into the show, I just want to show y'all the um, the flyer for the seminar that's coming up on Saturday, April 23rd in New Orleans. Um, it's at the Hilton New Orleans Riverside. Uh, it's 250 donation online or at the door, cash only at the door. Uh, the address, 2 Poydras Street, New Orleans. 70130. Uh, you can go to ikemail.com events to get your tickets. And it's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're talking about status correcting, religious passport, religious trust, religious exemption, religious unincorporated association, stuff I have never introduced before will be introduced at this seminar. As you know, those who have been following me for a while I haven't done a seminar in a little over two years since right after the pandemic hit. I took a break, and I didn't feel the need to do any. I wasn't motivated, but now I'm motivated. Uh, I want to thank my wife. She put the flyer together for me. She took her time and did it. Uh, Thank you. Um, And she also put the event together. She did all of the phone calls and, and, and making the deals and stuff like that. All I did was sign off on it. That's it. That's the only, only thing I did. Uh, So thank you. And uh, for that. So, with that being said, let's get started. Peace to the gods. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. Thank you. 
Everybody, oh my camera looking a little fuzzy. Hang on, uh, let's fix that. Hang on, give me a second. Make some adjustments. Let me turn my mic back on. All right, I'm sorry about that. I had to get that. Maybe the light wasn't working good enough. So I took the last week off. Um, I had some things going on with our uh, trucking business that had to be handled. It was definitely a trying week, but whenever things are trying, I try to remember that what's happening here, what is it trying to show me? What, What am I... What do I need to stop and slow down and look at uh, to um, or to take care of? And come to find out, there was a few things that needed to be taken care of that was overlooked by a mechanic that we took it to when we first got the truck, took it to a new mechanic. He found it, fixed it. So the little mishaps turned out to be a positive thing. And then once all of that was taken up, taken care of, things fell into place. And it's one of those things that I like to tell people, you know, this difficulties that show up in your life is something that is there to assist you in, um, in making things better, taking a second look at your situation. Hang on, let me fix something. Oh. Um, the lighting is a little bit off here. Now I can't find Alright, that's a little bit better. Um This lighting thing is tough. But anyway. Um so that took the week off took that last week off to take care of that. Everything's taken care of far as the uh the trucking business uh is you know it's it's, it's making money now <laughs> it's paying some bills <laughs> it took it took some money to get it going but you know it, it was all worth it um and other than that everything's great life is good i'm thankful that i have a supportive wife i have a supportive family i have you know my health is good my family's health is good. Unfortunately, last week I lost another aunt um, last Thursday, which was kind of crazy. She was young. She was pretty young. And uh, we just talked right around the holidays. She always sends me either a happy birthday or Merry Christmas, happy Valentine. The last message she sent me, let me see. I think she sent me. She sent me 
behind it. And see, these are things we sometimes take for granted when people do this for us. Oh, the last one was Happy New Year earlier, but we talked on the phone prior to that because when I was in New York, I called her and was talking to her. Um, we take little things like that for granted when people send us um, messages, we look at them, we might respond back, you know, casually. But now, you know, just thinking about it, I'll never get one of those messages again. So we should always, I'm glad I spoke to her when I did and we had a good conversation. And part of that conversation was rectifying differences that we have with our family members. Because we never know when we're going to not see them or talk to them again. So definitely that was a shocker. That was not an expected thing um, to happen. But fortunately, she had her businesses and her affairs together. Um, and, you know, no one has to financially be stressed due to her passing. She's had all of that taken care of. So that was one of the things that came out of that. And I hope everybody's family is doing good. And, you know, I hope you guys are, you know, living out your goals and your dreams. Here it is. It is February the 22nd, 2022 and the question I have for you, those things that you say you were supposed to do this year, have you started them? Are you progressing? Are you continuing to move forward with those things? How is that coming along? Or have you decided to procrastinate and put it off for tomorrow? Because next you know you put it off for tomorrow, it's going to be 2023. All over again. We we're gonna be starting a new year. And right now February is gone and, and March is staring us in the eye. Then it'll be April. May, June, July. And then what you gonna say then? Oh well I'll I'll wait. Or are you one of those people who who um Got your your ideas, your dreams going, and you're just trying to wait for it to be perfect. Is that you? Are you you know you're not willing to put it out there and just see how people react to it? You know, I know people who are still trying to get their website perfect, still trying to get it perfect, and. Two, three, four, five years later, and they still don't have anything going on. They're sitting there thinking about licenses. I need to do this. All of these these other things that has nothing to do with making money. Hold on. Let's see, I got a message. Oh, thank you, thank you, babe. Wife said I look good. Thank you. Uh, have nothing to do with making money. Remember, if you're starting a business, your first thing, your first priority is to sell something. A website doesn't have to be perfect in order to sell something, to sell anything. You know, when I first started out with online commerce, I didn't have a website. I just created a thing where people could be able to pay me to get the product. And I figured out the website thing later. There's a book, I, I got it, I, I, it's an audio book, 
that I'm listening to that talks about this thing. Let's see. Now, I didn't know anything about this. Uh, this ma- the, the name of the book is Ready, Fire, Aim, Zero to 100 Million in No Time Flat. I suggest you get this book. If you're one of those people that still haven't gotten off the ground with your business, I suggest you read this because too many times we spend too much time on these little ancillary things waiting for perfection and putting all of this stuff in place. And and, and, and none of that is selling the product. No one even knows. I tell people all the time, I talk to so many people, and sometimes I get frustrated by it. Just start. Just start selling the product. No, I got to do this. And I think, really, those are excuses not to sell because they're scared of selling. But unfortunately, and fortunately, you're selling something every day. You're selling people on the idea that you're a good person. If you have a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you're selling them on how good you are on something. We're always selling, consciously and unconsciously. You see, in years, I have literally watched people and and can come back a year later and ask, hey, what's going on with the business? Oh, you know, yeah, I'm still doing this and I'm still, I'm trying to get together and they're still working at the job that they hate. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep that. Now, see, they look for every excuse to not sell their product that they claim that they want to sell. Every excuse not to be successful. See, we are born to be successful but programmed for failure. Yeah, it's our it's our it's in our DNA code to be prosperous, to be successful. But we're born into a society that programmed us for failure, gave us we took in the and you know pushed ourselves. Our parents pushed us into an educational system that has programmed us to go to work, get a good job. Get a good education and get a good job. Not get a good education and learn how to make your own money, create your own industry. No, we spend most of our time begging people to give us a job if we lose one, looking for work instead of making our work. See, I make my work by the stuff I teach. I make I make work out of it, and I present it to the public to sell it, and I monetize it. Now, I'm going to address something I saw in the comments earlier because, you know, I put up on the show, can't you purchase a car with a 1099A? Of course, that brings in all of the people who believe that they can do that. And one of the persons said, yes, but you guys will never share it. Listen, nobody, they're sharing lies for number one, at least not without charging out the ass for some of the process, leaving important pieces out. 
This is a person that wants something for nothing. They want information that they can go get a car, but they don't, they're not willing to invest in that information to get the car. So they want, you know, average car costs about now $30,000 right out the gate for a bare minimum car. Average. On the low end, 24000 right? So he want information from somebody to give him the information to go get this $24,000, $30,000 car. And you know, people, if they get this information, if it was really a factual thing, they would be going for bigger cars. They ain't going for just some cheap car. But he's not willing to invest in that information. See the mentality? That's a poor man broke mentality. He's not willing. If, the, if it's factual information, it's going to get me a car that I don't have any payments on, and it's a true, it, and it's, it's factual, and it's got some credibility to it, I would invest in that. See, I can see that mentality tells me how big his bank account is. When you hear people talking like that. Now, of course, I wouldn't invest in the 1099A process or unproven because it's been unproven. And I can read you the instructions for the forms 1099A to, to, to dispel all of this nonsense going around. Somebody came in my membership with that question. Oh, have you been hearing about the 1099 could be a check? And I, I talked about it for a minute, then I said this. I said, why are you even bringing this stuff in here? You never hear me talking about it. it that means it's not worth anything. It's trash. And the one video that's going around, the guy never showed y'all proof. He told you a story about how some guy's walking in there, he bought many cars, and then the agents came and told him, don't buy any more cars, you can only buy two a year, some nonsense like that. Never showed no any proof. See, I don't disagree or agree. What I say is, if it's true, show me your car. Show me what you got. And then you see these guys in the videos, you see their background. Their backgrounds are very poor, poor poor-looking backgrounds. They had an old 1999 computer in the background. So, you know... We'll, we'll talk more about that later. Let's get back to the mind science. Let's get back to if you are still sitting on the fence about your business or you haven't got it out to market and, and, and actually tried to sell it, then what are you waiting for? What's the problem? You will not know what you need to do in your business until you start presenting it to the public and see how they react to your product. Whether it's you making, and I'm talking about anything across the board. It could be a video. It could be you making cakes. It could be anything. No, You don't know what your, your, your audience is going to react to until you put it out there. Just put it out there. If it's making videos, go start making some videos. And don't worry about quality and all of that. Just make the videos and talk from your heart because that's what really people want to see. They want to see people talking from the heart. Like the guy uh, Kwame Bus Life. His videos at first were, were terrible videos as far as how he was doing them. He was just talking into his phone. And he's got all these followers. He turned the negative stuff that people were saying about him into a topic. And now he's got Thousands of followers. 
just talking about, and he called himself Kwame Bus Life because they said he was a bust in the NBA, right? So he said, okay, I take their negative comments and flip it. And he's got popularity off that. That tells you if, if someone could take the pressure, and I admire him for that because most people will run for cover or be embarrassed and, are they talking about me? No, he turned it into, okay, y'all call me bust, but here's, here's some facts. And he's showing, he exposing different things in the, the uh, sports arena. So if he can do that with people getting on public stations, talking trash about him and turn it around into a, a, a following, what's, what's, what's wrong with your idea? What's wrong with your idea? If there's people out there making videos and, and pretending to be dogs and getting thousands of followers, acting like a dog and getting paid to do that, What's wrong with your idea? And you can laugh at this lady who does this all you want. But I think it's pretty ingenious. That shows one thing. She's got a strong mind. She doesn't care what you think about her. She saw uh, something. She did it. And people watch it and like it. So why wouldn't someone like your idea? I'm sure your idea is 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 better than that idea. So what are you waiting for? Why are you still pushing yourself to clock in and clock out on a job? What are you waiting for? Am I telling you to quit? Hell yeah, I'm telling you to quit. I'm telling you to quit believing that these jobs is going to give you financial security. In the long term, all it's going to lead to is you're getting old, and then the next thing you're going to wait on is a Social Security check, which is not going to be enough to feed you. You're going to need more benefits to to survive that. So how about you create your own self-sufficiency benefits by creating your own business that is making you money while you're on vacation, making you money while you're asleep, making you money while you're playing video games, making you money while you're spending time with your family. What are you waiting for? I gave you plenty of examples of people who are just doing things that normally, like you would normally think would be a moneymaker, and they're making money at it. You cannot tell me you enjoy going to work every day getting up at a certain time, getting off at a certain time, going to lunch at a certain time, taking breaks at a certain time, and watching your watch, oh, I only got 10 minutes left to my break, and then rushing back so you don't be late. Why is it that you, you're going to be late in the first place? Why? Because you know that your, everything in your God-created being rejects the idea of being controlled by time, someone giving you time to do something. That, that, that's a rejection. That's why you, you try to wait to the last second to get back off that break. Or you wait to the last second to get up. And just barely make it in there to clock in. Because they give you five-minute grace period or a ten-minute grace period. And that you're not considered late unless you more than five to ten minutes. 
Y'all think I don't know the game? I've I played that game for many years. I'm seven years I'm I'm seven years sober from the nine to five. Hello, my name is Akeem Barber, and I'm seven years sober, or I'm seven years dry from a nine to five job. I want y'all to come into my 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 club and, and be able to sit around and say that hey my name is such and such and I've I've been job free for one year. I've been job free for thirty days and some of y'all might have relapses and go back to work. Yeah, I was job free for a year, then I went back and took a job. Now I'm job free for one day. That's what that's that's what I want you want y'all to do. We gotta give that club a name. It's called the PA Club, Prosperity Anonymous. <laughs> Y'all making jokes about it, but for real. But is it really a joke that you're going you're gonna to get old and you're standing down a barrier, barrel of retirement and you're still doing the same thing you was doing when you was in your 20s? And expecting some successful thing to just pop out of the sky? No, it's not funny. And I tell you, that's not the life I'm looking for forward to. I'm looking forward to creating some wealth, wealth and generational wealth to leave. And I'm not so much doing that for me. I'm doing it so when I leave behind it, here, here's your legacy. Y'all do what y'all need to do with it. Try to keep it going. I did my job. And... To all you brothers out there, it is your job as a man to make sure that you have generational wealth, to make that commitment to yourself and your family. It's your job. I know you wasn't taught that. No one taught you. They taught you, you know, money isn't everything. Uh, You know, there's something more important. There's love. Love don't pay bills. I'm sorry. It's good to have love in your life. Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to pay a bill. You need to have a love for yourself, that that love, number one, love for yourself and a love and desire to be ambitious and go after the opportunity to take care of yourself and your family. That's your job. And as a man, you and don't even be looking credit for credit for that because that's that to me is a requirement. Men are built for. Some some of y'all fellas out here playing games. Y'all want the woman. Y'all want the, that all of that other stuff, but don't want to put in the work. That's one of the reasons why a lot of women are not respecting us like they should. Because they, you, you're accepting, you know. How are you going to be saying you are the head of anything when you have another man over you, ahead of you? You, 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 you answering to him. It, 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 it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. 
And that's that. See, they programmed us to go take these jobs, take this little bit of money that they want to play us. And at the same time, our, our people are not giving us the respect because we're not in control of anything. You see, these other groups of people, they're in control, but we, we as men of color, a lot of us are not in control of anything. And we could blame it on the system. We could blame it on uh, all of these things that um, they put it, these obstacles they put in our place. But remember what I said is what obstacles are there for to show where you need to make improvements. See, when I walk into a room or walk into any situation, it to me, it feels a whole lot better that I control my time, I control my income, I'm I'm the boss, and someone else controlling that for me. There's a certain level of respect that comes with that, and you have to admit it. And that's, you know, I'm not... Listen, you, you stop taking these shorts out here. That's what we do. We're accepting these shorts. Oh, I got this job and this and that, man. You know, to me, damn them jobs, man. The pandemic hit, and y'all, we had two years of opportunity to get it together. And a lot of people wasted that time. Yeah, I know y'all waiting for me to talk about these 1099As, but that's not as important to me getting to you brothers and telling y'all, Stop thinking about making this generational wealth. Stop making making industry happen, business. Start becoming the leaders that you want to be. Becoming the leaders that you're born to be. We were born to be leaders. But see, what they have programmed a lot of us brothers to accept is we could only be good at sports, some physical thing. And that's all, you, every, you know, I, I see years, you know, when I had my sons playing those uh, league football and games and things like that, you see all these parents, you know, they're pushing their children into these, these sports arenas and not pushing them into being intellects. And these sports arenas, only a select few gets in, get into that. Out of the thousands that go for it, only a select few get to that. But the the, the the fields are wide open for the intellects to make lots of money, the creators. And you can see that. Look at YouTube. Look at all of the content that brothers are making and doing it, and they're making thousands, millions of dollars doing it. Wow, they're using their intellect. They're using their mind to create wealth, not their muscle, their mind. All right, who's in the chat? Uh, let's see, let's see. Yazia Bay, Casper Corner, peace. Call Trombley. Karini, peace. Um, Maxim Moore. He's in the house. Thanks for the for the cash app, brother. Thank you. Always donating. I'm gonna be in your neck of the woods come April. Oh, uh, I would love to meet you in person. Uh, Terrence Woods, Larry Coleman. Yeah, I had no sound at the beginning. Sorry. Um, Shania Yash. I'm not gonna mess up your last name. Peace. Uh, Zell Demps. 
Thank you for the condolences. Faith Crichton, Bo Beamans, C. King Bay, and Curtis Williams Power. And all to all of those that didn't comment, peace. All right, so once again, let me show the flyer for the seminar. Then I'll get into the 1099A. There it is. So it's the Religious Status Correction Seminar, Saturday, April 23rd, 2022, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. I will be discussing status correction, something I've always been talking, but I have some information to add to that status correction information. Religious passport. That has to do with the new affidavit uh, that I created. Uh, The religious trust, how that can be incorporated into every aspect of your life. Religious exemption. Uh, We're talking about the different exemptions you could have, you know, because of your religion. Religious Unincorporated Association. I'm going to actually show y'all how to set that up and where to set it up. Okay? Um, And that's it. All right, there we go. Um, uh, Discipleship Ministry is in the house. As always, brother, I've been meaning to call you back. I know you called me the other day. Thanks for the phone call. I just, all these, everything going on okay um yeah before i get into tonight you know things are always working to your benefit things are always falling into place perfectly if we could just stand back and watch it work. What you believe and want to happen will happen, as long as you remain faithful to those belief systems, to your desires, to your aspirations, as long as you remain faithful. Because see, what happens, you have this this faith, oh, this is going to happen, then you start to have doubt. Then as soon as you have doubt, you are keeping it from getting there. But everything's happened perfectly. Everything's perfectly working for you, whether it's what you want to see or don't want to see. It's working perfectly for you because simply it's what's going on in your mind. Simply. So once you realize that everything is working in your favor, you will take a real good look at what you're thinking and and, and what's manifesting in your life, and you start making changes to make sure that large majority of the time, you are getting positive results. All right? So, um, can you purchase a car with a 1099A? I could tell you, Jordan, I you know. No, hell no. Stop falling for this nonsense. This is the instructions of the 1099A. I'm going to share the screen. Stop falling for the nonsense, man. People are sharing me videos about this stuff. Uh, Add to the screen. Here's the instructions. And it says, specific instructions for Form 1099-A. I'm on the right side of the page here. And and the 1099-A is acquisition or abandonment of secure property and cancellation of debt. So that cancellation of debt is 1099-C. 
But these forms kind of work together depending on the situation. But so the reason why I did this show, because I have people constantly asking me about this. And then they're sharing this video of this guy just talking about how he come prove me wrong. Wait a minute. I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to prove you wrong. You don't want to make any the uh, assertions that you can do this. You prove yourself. Prove what you're saying. Show me the evidence of what you're saying. And I strongly believe that they put people out there as agents so they can distract y'all and get y'all into doing this process so y'all can get these frivolous filings. Because that's what happened. You get a, the least you'll get is a frivolous filing. But if you walk into a, a dealership trying to present this, they're going to look at you for crazy, number one, and next you know they might even call a cop because they might think you're committing fraud. But you hear people say, oh, they could prove it. Let, let's go back. Let me go back to this comment from earlier. This is one guy said. The man proved it can be done and free. He didn't charge one soul for anything unlike some charge for every single service if the shoe fits. Now, he said the man proved it. Well, how? How did he prove it? He didn't prove anything as far as I'm concerned. So that shows me that people don't even know how to recognize what proof is. Proof to me is you went in there, you did it, and you showed me the car, you got the title, and showed me the paperwork that transpired in you doing all of that. It's not proof. None of that stuff's proof. And you're never going to get proof. I put money on You will never get proof. I've been asking people about discharge for the last two or three years, doing shows here and there. Prove your discharge process works. No, not one person has stepped up to the plate, even the ones that teach it and showed their proof. That should tell you something. Because I've been showing y'all proof. What I'm showing you proof is they don't work and they're lying. That's proof because no one has come to present anything of any credibility that what they're saying is factual. You're making videos and you're misleading in people into thinking. And I'm only doing this show just for the people that will listen because most people will still go and try that and get knocked over the head. Then I'll get a, they'll, then they'll be doing a, a consultation with me on how they can get out of the problem that they created. It happens all the time, like clockwork. These little things go around the internet. They come to me. I say no, it's not. It's foolish. They still do it because they believe I'm being negative. See, I, I, get, I get accused of being negative. You're not being positive. I thought you listened to Reverend Ike. No, what Reverend Ike teaches is you manifest things, positive imagery to manifest the things that you desire in your life. And then legal opportunities come your way for you to work through it. Not this something for nothing routine, because this is exactly what this something for nothing, the poor man's mentality. I want to pay the least amount of something to get the maximum amount of benefit out of something, like a car. I want to, I want to, uh, uh, I want a Mercedes Benz, but I don't want to pay for it. But I'm gonna do this 1099A. You know how ridiculous you sounding right now, or even thinking. Okay, specific instructions for Form 1099A. File Form 1099A, acquisition, 
or abandonment of secure property for each borrower if you lend money in connection with your trade or business, and in full or partial satisfaction of debt, you acquire an interest in the property that is security for the debt. So if you take over the property, like say you're losing your house, and they take the property from you, they're going to send you a 1099A. So even in that theory, how do you that works for going into a dealership with a car? Here, here's the 1099. Give me that car. Because the red form goes to the IRS. And it takes time for that to even be processed. So you're going to walk in the door here. Let me fill out this 1099A. It's a check. And give me the car. I'll see y'all later. Ridiculous. But people are motivated by the something for nothing routine so much they'll just they'll disregard all of the stuff that doesn't make sense and try to make it fit or make it work. So it says, or you have reason to know that the property has been abandoned. You need not be in business of lending money to be subject to this reporting requirement. Now they said you don't have to be in the business of lending money. And this is where the people get caught up because it says that. But the 1099 is a tax form. So it goes in conjunction with a tax return. So you can't just give a 1099-A without doing a tax return to put it on. But yet they told you just walk in with a 1099-A. Okay, let's go in here. It says, reminders, in addition to these specific instructions, you should also use the current general instructions for certain information returns. Those general instructions include information about the following topic, who must file, when and where to file, electronic reporting, corrected and void returns, statements to recipients, taxpayer identification numbers, backup withholding, penalties, other general topics. So it's telling, right here, it's basically telling you to go read the instructions of the other forms that need to go with this to make this work. But, no, the instructions that most people are looking at is what somebody said on the Internet or or, or, or YouTube. That's the, that's, that's the extent of their study. Is This guy said to fill it out this way, and let me sit in here and walk into here looking all stupid and silly into this dealership and hand over this 1099A. <laughs> All right, let me go on here. All right. I'm just it. Who must file? In addition to general rules specific above, the following rules apply. This is who must file. Multiple owners of a single loan. If there are multiple owners of undivided interest in a single loan, such as in pools, fixed investment trusts, or other similar arrangements, the trustee, record owner, or person acting in a similar capacity must file Form 1099-A on behalf of all the owners of beneficial interests or participations. In this case, only one form for each borrower must be filed on behalf of all owners in respect to the loan. Similarly, for bond issues, only the trustee or similar person is required to report. Governmental unit, a governmental unit or any of its subsidiary agencies that lends money secured by property must file Form 1099A. 
So they say in a governmental unit can do that. Right? Subsequent holder. A subsequent holder of a loan is treated as a lender and is required to report events occurring after the loan is transferred to the new holder. Multiple lenders. If more than one person lends money secured by property and one lender forecloses or otherwise acquires an interest in the property and the sale or other acquisition terminates, reduces, or otherwise impairs the other lender's security interest in the property. The other lenders must file Form 1099-A for each of their loans. For example, if a first trust holder forecloses on a building and the second trust holder knows or has reason to know of such foreclosure, the second trust holder must file Form 1099-A for the second trust, even though no part of the second trust was satisfied by the proceeds of the foreclosure sale. When to file? File Form 1099-A in the year following the calendar year in which you acquire an interest in a property or first know or have reason to know that it has been abandoned. Abandonment. Are you going to define abandonment? An abandonment occurs when the objective facts and circumstances indicate that the borrower intended to and has permanently discarded the property from use. Um. You have reason to know of an abandonment based on all of the facts and circumstances concerning the status of the property. You will be deemed to know all of the information that would have been discovered through a reasonable inquiry when, in the ordinary course of business, you become aware or should become aware of circumstances indicating that the property has been abandoned. If you expect to commence a foreclosure execution or similar sale within three months of the date you had reason to know that he was abandoned, reporting is required as of the date you acquire an interest in the property or a third party purchases the property at such sale. If you expect to do, if if you expect to but do not commence such action within three months, the reporting requirement arises at the end of the three month period. So they're saying. You need to do this in quarters, right? Statement to borrowers. If you are required to file Form 1099-A, you must provide a statement to the borrower, furnish a copy of Form 1099-A, or an acceptable substitute statement to each borrower. For more information about the requirement to furnish a statement to the borrowers, see Part M in the current general instructions for certain information returns. Then they talk about truncating the TIN number and all of this stuff. And it goes on and on. So here's the rules of how to use the 1099A. And based on this teaching that they're teaching, uh, you're not even following the rules on how it's supposed to be done. So let's just say you are to go in the car and get a car. It sounds like if you want to do this 1099A, you need to do it within three months of you got to go secure the thing, create the debt, then do your 1099A after the fact. You're not going to walk into the dealership and hand them a check. Or hand them a 1099A and they're going to just hand you a car. It's not working like that. It does not work like that. And I know the premise of we're the lenders, they're the borrowers. I, mean, I know all of that. But it doesn't work. I'm going to go in. This sounds like the debt must be created first. 
then you do your 1099A or maybe a 1041 or something like that. Well, listen, stop allowing these people to play y'all for fools. Play y'all for fools because that's what they're doing. If y'all going to walk in there, people going to look like, what is this? We don't take that. And I was talking to my tax guy. He was saying the same thing. You know, okay, show me the proof, and then we'll go from there. Um, let me see. What did you, what did you say? This happened both. The dude talked about buying cars while showing four million for the IRS to pay him. <laughs> I know. I saw that. That didn't even make sense. See, those numbers are put on there to entice people to do stupid things because they know it strikes a chord with people's greed. I know a lot of people are living in poverty or they feel like they don't have enough money, so they look for these these these, these little schemes to kind of come up. But the only thing that's going to make them come up is in front of a judge, in front of a, a, a camera where they're taking pictures, taking your mug shot. That's what it does. Yeah, trust me. Oh, don't, don't trust me. I don't care. But you'll remember, you do it, you'll remember what I said, then you'll come and get a consultation with me. Hey, man, I came, yo, man, I, I know you said it. You said it, man, but I, you know, I, I did it anyway. I need help. How many people do that? That happens to me at least 15 times a year. They come to me with somebody's nonsense, trying to make it fit. They don't like what I say. They go do it anyway. Oh, I can't. He he may not know everything. No, I don't know everything, but I do know this. You cannot get something for nothing. Everything has a price, and that has a price too. And and one of the biggest prices it has on you, it'll it'll increase your debt because, like I said, the minimum will be a frivolous filing of $5,000 per one of those things you turn in. The maximum would be them trying to charge you with a crime, a fraud, or file a false tax return because that is a tax return. So you gotta, you're living in a system where they make they, these dare rules and they can interpret it the way they want and they'll come after you, even if you did it right. You think if this was possible, like really, why isn't more people doing it? Oh, because they hiding the information. Yeah, they they. Man, please. <laughs> they ain't hiding no information from you. The information is right there. Go read the instructions. It tells you how to use this form. So if you was really listening carefully to what I was saying, you could figure this out. But you cannot walk into a dealership and treat it like a check. It has to go through a channel of doing a tax return, submitting this to the borrower, whoever that might be, and waiting for it to be written off. I could, You know what? I could positively show, you know, maybe next week I'll show y'all my 1099 where they wrote off something for me. Yeah. See, I don't show y'all that stuff 
because I know the greed takes over and people do all kind of sloppy stuff. So I'm going to show you all I don't even talk about it. But, yeah, I've had that for about since 2018. Yes. But I didn't do any fancy discharge process. I didn't do anything glorious that they try to teach you all. No, I just did something very simple. Everything is simple. Simple. It's not complicated. It doesn't come with a bunch of convoluted stories. 806, man. It's over an hour. I've been, oh, no, it hasn't been quite an hour yet. I've been on the air. Um, so, as I wrap this show up, and I'm being serious, if you guys have something that you want to make happen, turn into a business, when you stop listening to the show and go start working on that, make it happen. Stop putting it off. March is here already. It's almost here. Go stop putting it off. Go do it. Make it happen. Make yourself proud. Make you because you know when you're doing something that you created with your own hands, and then in other and it's helping people. There's a certain satisfaction that comes from that. You're not going to get satisfied going to some corporation, some job, making these someone else rich. You're not getting satisfaction from that. That's just what you call a means to an end. You got bills, immediate bills you need to pay, so you go trade your time for dollars to pay those bills. That's what that is. But that's not living. That's surviving. Living is when you control your time. You say when you get up. You say when you go to sleep. You say how much money you're going to make today. You're delivering a product that's helping people. You it, That's living. All right. So once again, the seminar is April the 23rd, New Orleans. The flyer is on my website, akeeml.com. I'd like to see some of you guys there. And my premium members, if you hadn't, Oh, if you haven't been, wasn't in yesterday's meeting, all my premium members are getting a discount to be there. So uh, the discount code will be up in the premium membership. I'll put it up in there. I left it in the chat yesterday, but I'll put that discount code in the premium membership. You guys, if you want to show up uh, to the seminar, you guys get a discount for being such loyal supporters, and that's the way I show appreciation. Um, and you can sit there and might think, well, I know everything. I'm in a premium membership. But y'all remember, I, I work off this spirit, what moves me to say certain things. and some, I'm not on the script. So I might just, which always happens, you could ask people that be there, always happens. I might just bring out some information that I have never even talked about and, and show people some things. I totally work off the guidance of the Holy Spirit when I do my seminars. I trust in that. So, they're born and raised, what did you say, Maxim? You're born and raised in New Orleans, a.k.a. New Orleans, Louisiana. I might make reservations on that date, man. I certainly uh, would appreciate seeing you there. So, 
What else I have? Okay, remember, uh, the Raising Independent Deacons Thinker Show is on Sunday. Um, we had a couple of little snafus with the, the type of music. That, so we had to adjust some things. That show from Sunday will be, will be back up. Um, and the the uh, Divine Connection show on Thursday. And then my son's show. He hasn't done the show because he's been doing it. He's, he's working close with me in the trucking business, and he's ready to go, like, be out there on the road. But he's been working with me in that. Actually, both my sons have been working with me in that. And uh, I appreciate them for that. So hopefully he'll be back to doing the show this coming Saturday. But, no, he might have a load to do Saturday. Um, but with that being said, y'all, y'all have a good night. Um, peace, prosperity, and you know what? Wait a minute. I had blog talk up. Oh, okay. Nobody's there, so. No one wants to talk to me. I didn't even ask anybody did they want to come on and ask questions. <laughs> That's easy. You miss one show, you get kind of out of whack on how you're doing things. But save your questions for next week because I'm getting off. All right? Oh, uh, trying to find my own. All right, peace, prosperity, extreme wealth to all. Y'all have a good night. Peace to the God. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation.